Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God, our Father, and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dear Christian friends, graduates, Christ is risen. He is risen I wonder if you had the opportunity to know what the future would hold, what you would choose to know about the future. First of all, how far into the future would you choose to look? A year? Maybe five years? Ten years? Twenty-five years? And, and what would you want to know if given the opportunity to take a peek into the future? Would you be most concerned about where you were at financially? Would you want to know what your health is like? Would you want to know uh, what a certain relationship is like? Some of you might wonder if you're even going to be around in that time. The fact of the matter is that, that as we reflect on the future, we acknowledge that there is an awful lot that we don't know. Graduates, as you are getting ready to embark on a new stage, a new phase of your life, there's a lot that you don't know about the next four years as well. People are going to, if they haven't already, started asking you, what are you going to do with your life? What are you thinking about doing? And this is the part where some of you who have been together your whole elementary school here at Shepherd of the Hills and, and others uh, just the past several years, but you start to diverge. Your, your paths take different courses from this point on. And so there's an awful lot that you don't know. We don't know, do we, if Wesley is going to marry a supermodel someday. We don't know if Gary is going to be the president, right? We don't know if Lucas is going to be rookie of the year in the NBA. We don't know if Colby someday is going to go by Pastor Garvin. We don't know if anybody is ever going to be able to see Amelia not smile. Right on cue. There's a lot of things that we don't know about the future, right? And I don't know that I have to tell you this, but sometimes that can be a, a disconcerting thing. That is something that leads us to, to be afraid. And really, that kind of goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Ever since we rebelled the first time against a, a holy, good, and gracious God, we have been unsettled when we don't know what the future holds. Because there is that innate desire that we all have to be in control, to know what's going to happen next. And frankly, when we don't, sometimes we are afraid. But as we wrap up our, our series this morning in living in faith over fear, the key is not to demand that we know or, or even have control over the things that we don't even simply know about tomorrow or next week or next month or years from now, but rather to eagerly anticipate what we do know. Because that's what faith does. Faith anticipates not the, the temporal future, but our eternal future, the thing that is known. And that is why this section from Revelation this morning is, is so important for us, because through the eyes of, of John and his vision, as he's listening to Jesus, it is described for him what is, is waiting for, for some in the future. And I think it's safe to say that the future is beyond bright for those, as, as he describes, those who wash their robes, those who are thirsty and, and drink from that free gift of the water of life. 
The future is very bright indeed. And who are those individuals? It's you. Those are believers that are being described in the words of, of Jesus. Those whose robes have been washed with the blood of Jesus, who, who have had a partaken and guzzled up that, that water of life, the forgiveness, the grace, the salvation that is yours. Your future is, is very bright. And it's essential that you, you know that too, that, that it's believers, that it's you, because otherwise the first part of Revelation might be a little bit troubling for us, where Jesus says, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. Not a very comforting promise that Jesus gives to say, I am going to reward everyone according to what you have done. Because even on our best day, we don't measure up. If Jesus is going to give us a reward on the basis of what we have done, in fact, the future would look pretty dismal, would look pretty bleak indeed, because we wouldn't have anything good coming to us, quite the opposite. But you also know this about Jesus. Even during his life and ministry, when he spoke this way, when he talked about giving rewards according to, to what we have done or not done, Jesus never talks about that outside of the context of faith in him. And so we understand when Jesus here is talking, neither is he here speaking about our good deeds for the sake of good deeds or bad deeds for the sake of, of bad deeds, but what makes them good and righteous and holy is the righteousness and the holiness of your Savior Jesus, who alone can say, I will reward you on the basis of your deeds because through faith, your deeds are perfect. Through faith, your deeds are good enough because Jesus was good enough, wasn't he? And that is the comfort, the takeaway that, that we have as we glimpse into these words from Revelation this morning. You don't know what the future holds. Again, I mentioned some of you have been to, together in, in school for your whole time here at Shepherd of the Hills. And of all eight of you, only two of you are going to the same high school. All of you are going to different schools. So your paths are going to diverge. And you don't know what's going to happen in high school. There's, there's kind of a general trajectory that life takes, right? You'll go to high school. You'll find your niche. You'll find a new circle of friends. You'll, you'll find your interests and the people that you enjoy spending time with. And then after that, after high school, some of you will, will go on to, to college some of you might start working right away, and God forbid, some of you might stay with mom and dad until they are completely sick of you and kick you out of their house. And then beyond that, you have a career, perhaps that special someone, a family, eventually retirement, and then that's life. Now, that's the general trajectory, but we don't know all of the details about how that's going to play out, do we? But what we do know is what rests for us in heaven. And so as you look ahead to four years of uncertainty, I want you also to look back on not just four years, but the years prior to that too, of certainty. Now as you reflect on your, your time at, at Shepherd of the Hills, 
Again, lots of blessings, as I mentioned in the, the children's message this morning. And, and certainly you've had lots of tests and, and your academics have been uh, quizzed and you have been equipped to succeed at the next level. But those aren't the most important thing, are you? Are they? The most important thing that you took away from your time here at Shepherd of the Hills is also what Jesus described for us. Uh, he depicted exactly what's going to happen for all who are in Christ, that, that here is the goal, that, that you may go through the gates into the city. So of everything that you learned in your time at Shepherd of the Hills, there's really one thing that, that matters. Jesus. And you don't know what next year and the next four years and beyond that hold. You do know one thing. You do know you know Jesus. And though you probably can't remember too many Wednesday morning chapels and VTAC and memory work and devotions and catechism, all of those things were really why this school exists. To keep your focus on the one thing that will not change, Jesus. Because only through Jesus do we have the hope of entering through that gate into the city that he's describing into our heavenly home. Now, that is the beauty of the, the imagery that is painted for us here in Revelation. But if you were listening, you also realized there was more to that picture. Another part of the picture that is depressing. Another part of the picture that is, frankly, Damning. Listen to that description that, that Jesus gives. He says, Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I will stand here and tell you that this is what I do not want. When I am home in heaven, when I get there and enter through that gate of Jesus, I do not want to miss any one of you. I do not want to find out that you were outside the city. And understand when Jesus gives this picture, it's not because those outside the city are so much worse than you or me. It's not because their sins are somehow so much more disgusting or gross than, than the good things that you and I do or the, the insignificant little sins. This is the only distinction that they don't believe or they've rejected the one through whom alone they enter into the new city, to Jerusalem, to heaven. And, and you might think, I, I know that, Pastor, we got it. You don't need to worry about it. But I don't know if, if it helps or not to point out the fact that there are many graduates from Shepherd of the Hills who have graduated before you, and sadly, they won't all be inside the gate. Just because you went to the school is not a license to get into heaven. Because sadly, those who, who went through the same things that you did, catechism, VTAC, chapel, devotions, memory work, all of that, at some point in life, either fell away or just openly rejected Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life. And you might say, how does that happen? How does somebody get to that point? Because right now you are fully confident you're saying that'll never be me. Well, if I may use, hopefully not too inappropriate, a, a commercial. There's a commercial that, that promotes a certain beverage 
for, for a certain company, I'm not going to name the beverage, but the spokesperson for this company concludes just about every commercial by saying, stay thirsty, my friends. And that is what I want for you. Not the beverage that is being promoted in that commercial, but to stay thirsty for what Jesus holds out to you in this beautiful vision from Revelation, where he says, whoever is thirsty... Let him come, and whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. That free gift of salvation. Don't ever tire of drinking from that well and coming back to this well again and again and again to drink up of everlasting life. Because from this point on, few of you are going to live the somewhat sheltered lives that you've had in our school. Now you are going to be exposed and you are going to be attacked and you are going to be questioned as will your faith. And the only antidote to that is to continue to drink, to stay thirsty, to realize that nothing will fill you up like the water of life that is only ours through Jesus. And only through uh, our focus on him as the way into heaven, as the gate that allows us to enter into that golden city of Jerusalem, Only then do we have every reason to eagerly anticipate the future, the eternal future. Because you don't know what tomorrow holds, but but you know what heaven holds for you who are in Christ and who remain in Christ. I should wrap this up because you're probably all tuned out anyways and you're just waiting for your diploma, but I have to... I have to share some bad news with you this morning. I'm sorry, because I know that, that you've got friends and some family that maybe even traveled from quite a distance to get here, um, but you're not going to graduate this morning. <laughs> Truth is that neither are any of the rest of us. Because though you might go from one stage of your education to the next, one thing that you never, ever graduate from is your faith. That is something that that we are called always to be going, always to be growing in our faith. And it is perhaps the most dangerous thing to think that we could somehow graduate from that faith. Perhaps you heard in the news that this past month, 11 climbers on Mount Everest died. Some of them had reached the summit and, and died shortly on their way down. Others died as they were waiting to summit, to to reach the the peak. And if you saw any of the images in the news, you saw this long line of climbers that were just stuck waiting to take their turn to summit. They had reached the top, right? Just about, or so they thought. If we ever approach our faith that way, to think that we have graduated, that we have arrived, that, that we have made it to the top, be careful. Be careful. Because your graduation from from this school and and where you are now is not the pinnacle, it's not the peak. You have merely set up base camp for a life of continuing to climb and grow and go in your faith. You have established a a firm foundation, a connection, a relationship with Jesus that, that I pray will hold you for this life so that your dying breath sees you clinging to Jesus as the only gateway into eternal life. But it's when we think we've arrived, when, when we take our faith for granted because we've graduated, because we've, we've pinnacled, we've reached the summit, that the devil is licking his chops because he's just waiting for you to slip and stumble and plunge to your death. 
He's waiting for you to, to take for granted your safety and unclip yourself from that lifeline uh, of word and sacrament. He's, he's waiting for you to think that you've got enough oxygen only to spiritually suffocate you. So keep climbing. Don't graduate from your faith. That is the antidote. That is the solution. It's okay not to know what's going to happen your freshman year and to realize that you're maybe a little terrified about not knowing where to go and feeling like you're going to stand out like this oddball because you will stand out like an oddball. Just embrace it. There's very little in this life that you can know with certainty. But there's one thing that you can know, and I pray you always will know with certainty. And not just know it, but eagerly anticipate it. It's to know that even, even though you don't know what the future holds for this temporal life, you know what your eternal life holds. And as you eagerly anticipate that life, here's the cool thing that your faith does. It actually wants to, to grow and be strengthened and be more solidified in that comforting assurance of eternity. It doesn't rest easy. It doesn't figure it's graduated. It rejoices in the one who did all things for you. Not just so that you could graduate today, but as he prayed for in our gospel, so that Jesus could spend eternity with you. Trust and, and be confident that as you continue to drink from the water of life, that he will keep his promise to you to see him as the way, the truth, and the life and eagerly anticipate that home in heaven that waits for you. Amen.